Welcome to the Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at our headlines for today, Monday, July 5th. After passing through the Eastern Caribbean as a Category 1 storm, Hurricane Elsa has now downgraded to a tropical storm. Heavy rains will impact the Cayman Islands and Cuba today, resulting in significant flooding and mudslides over Cuba. Elsa, as she approaches Florida Keys, the Florida Peninsula, and the coastal Georgia Monday through Wednesday, heavy rainfalls may result in isolated flash urban and minor river flooding. Mid to late week, heavy rains are expected across South Carolina and North Carolina and may result in isolated flash and urban flooding. St. Lucia's Prime Minister Alan Chasnett and Infrastructure Minister Stevenson King and Agriculture Minister Ezekiel Joseph provided an update to their nation on Sunday evening on the impact of Hurricane Elsa on the island nation. The Prime Minister and his team reported that St. Lucia's agricultural industry took a massive hit from the passage of Hurricane Elsa on Friday, with a preliminary estimate of damage to crops, including banana and plantain put at over $34 million. Hurricane Elsa also damaged the CDC building on St. Lucia and the roofs of several schools. The Prime Minister stated that assessment on individual homes is still ongoing. The Caribbean region marked its 48th anniversary of CARICOM Day, which is celebrated on July 4th. During the special ceremony to mark CARICOM Day at the Caribbean Wax Museum in Norman Center, Bridgetown, Barbados, six wax figures of eminent Caribbean people were unveiled. The figures were of Barbados's first female governor, General Dam Nita Boro, winner of the Nobel Memorial Prize in Economics, Sir Arthur Lewis of St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines national hero Joseph Chatoyer, Jamaican Olympic sprinter Shelley Ann Fraser Price, former Commonwealth Secretary General Sir Shidat Ramphal of Guyana, and Calypso Rose of Trinidad and Tobago. In remarks at the unveiling ceremony, Barbados's ambassador to CARICOM, David Comision, said, the future of CARICOM and our regional integration movement really belongs to our young people. If we ever wondered whether the Caribbean people need CARICOM, then we should have no doubt whatsoever after the events of the past year and a half. Barbados CARICOM Ute Ambassador Megan Theobalds pointed out that the region's strength lies in its unity. Attending yesterday's ceremony were also Barbados's special envoy to Suriname, Senator Alfia Wiggins, consultant on the CARICOM single market economy, Dr. George Brathwaite, Dr. Nicole Moore-Clark of the Guyanese Association of Barbados, and Suez Blair of the Jamaica Association of Barbados, among others. The Caribbean Community CARICOM Heads of Government are meeting for their 42nd regular meeting 
to be held online starting today, July 5th through Tuesday, July 6, 2021. High on the agenda include the COVID-19 pandemic and the region's response. Also on the agenda, the impact of recent natural disasters, including the eruption of the Le Saphir volcano in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and the widespread flooding in Guyana and Suriname, and the update of impacts in Hurricane Elsa's passage through several member states. Other items to be addressed are several critical economic development matters, including prioritizing regional food production and food security, the removal of regional roaming charges to help enhance the ICT sector, the push towards a common CARICOM tourism policy, and revival of regional air transportation post-COVID. It will also examine ongoing issues related to tax transparency blacklisting, and de-risking. The heads of government will also examine issues impacting the CARICOM single market and economy and will engage representatives of regional private sector, labor, and civil society. Community and international relations and crime and security issues are also before the meeting. The two-day meeting is chaired by incoming CARICOM chairman, Prime Minister Gaston Brown of Antigua and Barbuda. Outgoing Chairman CARICOM Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley of Trinidad and Tobago and CARICOM Secretary General Ambassador Erin LaRocque will also provide remarks. The chairman will host an end-of-meeting press conference on Tuesday, July 6th in the afternoon, and this will be live-streamed on the CARICOM Facebook page and YouTube channel. Haiti will hold a constitutional referendum on September 26, the same date as its presidential and legislative elections. Authorities said the date was postponed twice in part because of the pandemic. Elections were scheduled for September 19. Postponing the referendum was done to give the health ministry time to deal with the COVID-19 crisis, said the president of the electoral board in an interview. The electoral council said in a statement that the country will implement health measures to curb the spread of the pandemic so that Haitians could cast their votes safely. Political tensions in the Caribbean nation also have been running high in recent months, and Haitians have expressed fear of violence going to the polls. Municipal and local elections have also been scheduled for January 16, 2022. The Bahamas Court of Appeal granted leave to the government to appeal the Privy Council on a landmark citizenship ruling affirmed by the court. The Court of Appeals affirmed a ruling by Supreme Court Justice Ian Winder that every person born in the Bahamas shall become a citizen of the Bahamas at their date of birth if either parent, irrespective of their marital status, is a citizen of the Bahamas. Winder's ruling allows children born out of wedlock to Bahamian men and foreign women in the Bahamas to be entitled to citizenship from birth. Attorney Franklin Williams, 
who appeared on behalf of the Office of the Attorney General, argued that the government is seeking a stay so that the status quo remains. However, Wayne Monroe, QC, argued that the court made no order. World-renowned chef Marcus Samuelson is opening his first-ever restaurant in the Caribbean. The culinary superstar will soon debut his new Marcus at Baja Mar Fish Plus Chop House, set at the Baja Resort in Nassau, the Bahamas. The six-time James Beard Awards winner's menu focuses on the freshest Bahamian ingredients and local seafood, along with comfort food classics. It's set on the beach overlooking Cable Beach. The eatery will officially open its doors on July 12th. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, July 5th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online on pulseofthecaribbean.com.